Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Episode 64 of the Dishonest Podcast. The tradition here is to start the show with a quick thanks to the listeners from the prior week. That was episode 63 with my boy David Bell. We discussed the housing market in some depth. We had a quick roundup of where it, where the housing market is at now. Is it a reason for optimism for young buyers? And why it might not be? What is likely to happen in the foreseeable future? The Royal Bank of England played. The role the bank, the role, I'm um, sorry, Jeremy Corbyn is trying to play if he wins the next election, what Theresa May is doing, and how land value tax can actually remedy a lot of the madness that's going on. Me and David Bell are quite um, fond of that. So d- make sure you check that out. I also discussed Grenfell because last week was a year on from the disaster. And towards the end of the podcast, um, David had a rant about Elon Musk. So make sure you check that episode out on SoundCloud as well as Apple Podcasts. Now, for this week's um, episode, number 64, I'm joined by my boy, Ed, a.k.a. DJ Nocci. Those, some of you may remember him from the episode A Man to Man with Mr. Expose, as well as him. He's part of a NFL podcast, Team Touchdowns. Make sure you check that out. Very funny. You can get into NFL very, very quickly and they'll make you actually like the game. So make sure you check that out. This week, we discuss the economics of cars. We evaluate the different options you can take in terms of obtaining a car some of you may be aware of the certain negative connotations in some communities with regards to leasing and financing anything let alone a car and we kind of try to dispel the myths and show that different options are viable all these all these options make sense depending on your situation and just show how silly some people can be with this kind of anti-finance thing. It doesn't really make sense. So I hope you gain some information from it. Remember, we're not financial advisors. We're not car salesmen. Don't take anything we say as gospel. But always do your own research. So yeah, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Also, oh, before we enter the podcast, for those who are enjoying the World Cup, it's been great so far. The World Cup final, I believe, is the 50th of July or something like that. My boys at Touchdown Fracas, I'm included, we're, holding, we're hosting a live show with regards to the World Cup. You can come in around three o'clock. I think the World Cup kicks off at four. And we watch, you can watch the final. There's food, there's drinks, there'll be music, there'll be well, photo, photo people them. And then we'll have a live show after. We'll have a good laugh and analyze the game. Tickets, I think early bird tickets are sold out. And uh, regular standard ones are selling that quick, so make sure you grab them ASAP, ASAP. And uh, no by the time you listen to this, it's either payday or approaching payday. So get some for your friends, just in case they're moving a bit slow. You get me? But yeah, episode sixty-four. Take it away, MXM. Hi, I it's MXM, and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Yo, hello. Can you hear me? Testing, testing. 
Hey, Baz. This guy, bro. Hey, Woods. <laughs> yes. What are we left? Yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping the podcast still. Um, okay. So this is episode... Episode, I'm going to check because I forget every time. Um, this is mad unprofessional, but it's what it is. You're here now, so it's episode too late. Bez. <laughs> hey, Bez. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Woods. Hey, hey Marvin's dub for that shout out. Uh, what's, it, what's that man called? Three shots. Anyway, Three shots. Episode 64, F64. You ready? I'm DJ live, I'm live, I'm live, I'm live. Yo, DJ, drop the beat, fam. <laughs> Shut up, you bump. Hey, selector. What? Okay, see you afterwards, yeah? I'm ready. All right, cool. I need two mils. Anyway, cool. So, today I'm joined by um, DJ Notchy, aka Ed. What are you telling me? Oh, you know, I'm here, man. I just came back from Ghana. I was on tour, you know. <laughs> You know, it's shutting it down. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, cool. We're talking today the economics of cars. Um, shout out Dr. Lee for the inspiration for this. Um, when I speak to him, he's like mad. When I say he's mad detailed with how he works out, like what to do with cars. So he's not going to be, we'll get him on eventually to come and give you a lot of the gist. But yeah. we're going to tackle anyway today. Um, Ed's a car fanatic. It will make more sense to give us some small, small information about the world of cars, the economics of cars. Yeah. Um, there's quite a lot of... In fact, let's talk about how many cars there are on the roads first. Um, Best. If you look... <laughs> <laughs> if you look at... Um, in terms of the amount of cars license, in 2016-17, there was approximately 32 million licensed cars. Is that in the UK? In the UK alone, yeah. Mental. So let alone... That's like almost half the people. Let alone the unlicensed cars, which I don't imagine is in the millions. But um, there's probably quite a fair few, few. Yeah, probably a fair few thousand cars that are unlicensed. And then if you're looking at, in terms of, we're going to be discussing finance options today, and we know, especially if in certain communities, there's quite a lot of um, negative connotations of those who finance cars. Just some information for you. According to Reuters, in the 12 months leading to March 2017, last year, 86%, 86.5% of new private cars were bought by consumers using finance. That's actually insane. So if you're seeing a new car, yeah, eight to nine out of 10 of them on the roads were finance. Bought by finance. So for you people who be like, if you can't afford it. That means the whole of UK is broke, B. Yeah, the whole of UK is broke. So <laughs> do you know what I mean? And like, even even Floyd Mayweather, he got into some trouble because um, he forgot to keep up with payments. Like JP Morgan were chasing him. Like, mm. imagine your, your, your lender, JP Morgan. Yeah, but you got so much money, you didn't care. You're just like... Oh, yeah. So if, 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 if Floyd Money Mayweather, who made 300 million in, in, in two fights, maybe even more than that, can... Um, Did he make that in cars. one? Huh? Did he make that in yeah, one? Yeah, in he made, yeah, yeah, he made yeah, almost yeah. half a billion or something. Yeah, stupid. he made some mad, mad P. So... Floyd is basically a billionaire. So if billionaires can lease cars, then I'm, I'm sure it's not only for the strictly pov- impoverished. Anyway, cool. The economics of cars. So there are a few ways you can actually get a car. You can purchase it outright. So that's when you pay the full value of the car to the seller, whether it be mm. a private seller or from some sort Showroom. of dealership or Gumtree or whatever you get. You can get anywhere. Anyway, you can get them anywhere. Um, and you could do that in two ways where you could either use maybe the money you saved up, stolen or have. Um, still, the, still the car, to be fair. <laughs> Young GTA, yeah? Young GTA. Um, well, no, no, no I'm, I'm not condoning that. I'm sorry. Maybe I am. No, we are condoning it still. Go out there and rob yeah, someone. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I'm no, no. <laughs> no, but um, you can get it outright or you can borrow money from the yeah. bank. 
and then you go using the money that you've borrowed from the bank to actually pay for the car. So you still own the car outright, but you're just paying back the loan to the, the, bank. Loan to the bank. Yeah. Or you can finance, or you can lease. So there's two this, finance options. There's, as well. there's, there's several finance options which me and um, DJ Anochi are going to get into in detail. But um, we're going to try to go through the different ways you can navigate getting a car, the pros, the cons, and just to give people some more information. We're not giving you any advice because if you take our advice and it shakes, that's your own personal problem. Don't email me, don't text me, don't. Don't look at me <laughs> like, like I owe you anything. <laughs> real, real talk. Yeah, like, like, man's not a billionaire, so you don't want to be taking man mad advice from me. But um, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> but um, yeah. So where should we start? Should we talk about um, why you'll purchase a car outright? Um, so yeah. yeah, Ed, how many cars have you owned? You own quite a few. Oh, but what from the first first ones? Um, yeah, yeah probably six, seven ish. And you've got, I say, only one of them. You yeah, only one of them are finance because I mean that's the newest one yeah so it wasn't really like that in fact that's the, the whole purpose of the that's the whole point i'm making in terms of when you buy cars outright so mm. um the ones that i did buy outright were when i was younger uh cars that weren't really huge value mm. probably nothing over two or three k yeah which means i could have saved up um I, I saved up my own money just went and bought it so the only thing i had to worry about was fuel and insurance yes and i guess part of that was because i wasn't earning a huge amount at the time of course and like you need to make sure you've got a solid income all the time, especially if you're going to do something like higher purchase or it mm. can get incredibly, incredibly sticky. So those ones, yeah, bought them out, right? And then kept them. But yes, yeah. So um, every obviously the one of the biggest debates is about, yeah, cars depreciate. We know cars depreciate. Um, so that's why some people are, are against owning it outright. But there's I've seen on recently people were saying stuff like, uh, if you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. So don't finance it. So I was thinking, hold on. So when you lot are, so when you lot get a house, what are you actually doing? Like, thank you. Or so okay, so wait, okay, so let's say you even got this, the house now, yeah. So furniture, the furniture, furniture that costs like six bags, yeah. So what you know, you know, you know, go, okay, hey, DFSA, mm-hmm. hold that six racks. Is that what you lot yeah, on? It's actually insane. Like the or whole your mobile phones, you buy them all that right. The whole that whole brain process doesn't make sense. Yes, you can go and finance stuff that. In fact, no, you can't even finance stuff that are way out of your means because ultimately aside, apart from your credit they also look at stuff like your income yeah yeah and yeah. because of all the there's certain things that they've put in place now so even loan companies and things when they're chasing people for money there's only so much that's why they ask you to offer how much you can pay every month if you fall into arrears yes they're not allowed to chase you for more than that yeah so before they give you any of these finance things they look at your income bank statements bank statements they look at all of these things to make sure the car is affordable before they even give you the finance deal. yes so that whole theory of, oh, if you have to finance it, you can't afford it. One falls in the water near enough at the start. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yes, it, it's, like, it's, it's crazy because one of the debates I saw was people trying to moist people for finance on Rolex. It's like, yeah, you can only, you're only doing it for image. Okay, cool. Uh, first things first, um, people could get watches for luxury for many reasons and some of them are image. Of course. Yeah, of course. But um, I asked these same people, so when you go to get a car, you try, why are you getting a Benz instead of getting a 90 or, or standard Astra? Yeah. You'll get, because you want to have nice things like that. It's of just course. common sense. And also, some of these watches actually appreciate in time, over time, or sometimes they don't depreciate At that much. At the very least, they don't depreciate like, that much, um, yeah. Shout out Dr. Lee. He was giving me this example. He was telling me one of them, one of his guys um, bought like a Omega watch for like five racks or something because he wanted to give it to um, his son in the future or something like mm. that. So I think they were like a limited, a limited edition watch in like a year or two. It went from five up to seven. Yeah. So he's, 
So if he, if he got down a final option, he's he's eating. He's eating. You know what I'm saying? He's so made a flip. It's, it's, it's all about knowing what's best for you and working out balances. But just to assume somebody doesn't have money when yeah. they can't afford it because their finance is the epitome, the pinnacle of idiocy. Yeah. And just stop watching people's pockets. People who don't have luxuries goods, I always say they always have the most to say. I always releasing hella press releases. My friend rest. It's been a long week. Relax, rest, take a sleep. Like it's not by force. Don't exactly. you must be involved in. Like, and the thing is, you know what? I think a lot of people when they say, "Oh, you can't afford it," <clears throat> they look at a car and say, "Well, right, that car's fifty k. That person hasn't got fifty k in a bank account, so they can't afford it." When you're financing stuff, it's about can I afford the monthly payments of this car? That's Facts. how much the car costs. Yeah, we're now paying on a monthly basis, so the actual cost of the car is calculated on a monthly basis. Fam. If you can, if you can afford those monthly basis, the, the monthly payments, you can afford the car. Mm. It's not oh well, the car's fifty k. He hasn't got fifty k in his bank account, so he can't afford it. That's just stupid. That means no, basically no, but like only like one percent of people in the UK can afford can a house. Afford a house, so everybody should rent. Everyone <laughs> should rent. Like it's it's the, that kind of thought process that you need. Which is leasing, basically, which is another time of yeah. finance, but, you know. <laughs> we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> anyway, cool. Time. So, um, we'll talk about, so, you were saying that in situations um, where the car was of a lower value, a value yeah. that you could easily save up, a car that doesn't have that much resale value anyway, yeah. and you might not be able to get a finance deal on those cars. So yeah, because a lot of, also, that's another thing. Um, so, on higher purchase, uh, especially companies that give out credit and stuff, unless you're going straight from a broker, um, they may have certain constraints saying, "Rod, like the car by the end of the lease, the by the end of the contract that you have, or the the higher purchase year. So it's usually like maybe three, four years that you have to pay the value. The car needs to be under five years old or mm. under ten years old, mm. or at the time when you purchase it, it has to be under a certain amount of mileage or certain things like that. Mm-hmm. So like when I was buying my the last BM, they were like it had to be the car has to be under ten years old by the end of." The, 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 the agreement. agreement and it also had to be under I think the mileage had to be under 80,000 or something something along those lines I can't remember so as long as it meets those constraints and they'll finance it anything older or anything with higher mileage or anything mm. they wouldn't because ultimately they need to have some sort of potential resale value should you fall into a risk otherwise it'll just be a trash business okay so let's, since you mentioned um, HP let's talk mm-hmm. about that so so with regards to HP um, how would you describe um HP, um, DJ Anochi. So, higher purchase is when you basically, in essence, they, they give you the full, so the car's worth 20 grand. Yep. What they will say is, uh, we're going to give you the 20, we're going to buy the car from the showroom yep. for 20 grand, and then you're going to pay us back. So, ultimately, the finance company own the car. Yes, until the final payment. Until the final payment. So you are paying for that full 20 grand plus interest. So eventually, depending on what your credit rating is, because sometimes your credit's bad, yeah, they'll slap on 40% APR and you're basically <laughs> paying 40 bags for a, for a 20 <laughs> bag car like, or something bad. So, um, like, so then, so yeah, you're paying those monthly payments. So what times happens is those, those, uh, those costs tend to be a lot higher. Mm. Um, because ultimately you're paying for the full amount of the car yes indeed plus interest every single month um, and yeah I mean there are there are it's pros and cons um, I guess the pros are ultimately eventually the car will be yours I guess is the first one um, and depending on like I said your credit you may actually get sometimes a decent rate whereby alright cool I'm actually doing this because I want to own the car ultimately at some point and I'm getting a decent rate for it otherwise it's it's, it's a little bit political 
Okay, cool. So, um, if that way you actually have ownership of the car at the end of the term. So some of the advantages yeah. of, of HP is that you can get like a low deposit, let's say it's 10 grand. So an example that Ed gave, you can put down 2,000 pounds. Yeah, 10% or usually around 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 to 20%. 10, yeah, 10 to 20% loan. So let's say you put down, um, deposit, sorry. Let's say you put down 10% um, of the example Ed raised, where is that would be two grand. Yeah. And look at the difference in terms of car that you're going to get. So yeah. let's say you put down, you save up two grand to get buy a car outright. But you can say put two grand and get like a way, way better car. Obviously, you're paying. Yeah. Ultimately, some places also um, don't actually, they don't ask for a deposit at all. So you can get a zero deposit finance deals on cars where you just basically walk in to the showroom or walk into it, whether it's showroom or you've got it from an external car finance source. Yeah. You don't pay anything other than the admin fee or maybe it's maybe 200 pound or something and then you just make your monthly payments but obviously they would be higher because the, the value is higher you've got less deposit yeah and you can uh, trade and you can also trade you can trade in. also trade in a car so yeah. yeah so then you the one of the advantages of um, hp is that you get a low deposit you can pay a low deposit so obviously the capital that leaves your bank account at that time isn't as much um, it's fairly quick and easy to arrange and then you can get fixed rates so you know roughly how much you're paying on a monthly yeah. basis there are kind of drawbacks is that in terms of if you're somebody big on ownership, you don't really get ownership onto the final payment of the car. But then obviously once you pay the final payment, then you can now sell it, do whatever you want with the car. Yeah. And also more, if you want a more short-term um, um, arrangement, it's more expensive. So those are things to consider if you are on yeah, the HP thing. I mean, there's also a, another couple of drawbacks I'd mention is that the fact that you don't actually own the car until the final payment. Um, the company have how it works the company have paid 20 grand for that car yeah if for any reason during that period of time you lose your job and you have to stop that it's not a contract where they can just stop the contract no, you're liable, you liable for that 20 grand yeah and however much interest unless they're nice to you and say alright cool we're going to freeze the interest mm. so ultimately what they'll do is if you do fall behind they'll take the car they will auction the car and they're, gonna, they're not going to auction it for a very high value because auctions are normally cheaper and then they will deduct that amount from whatever is remaining from your finance deal and you're still liable to pay the, the full, full amount, amount even though you don't have the car. Yeah, so that's... So they've taken a car and you're still paying for the full loan. Um, and it, that is, is cold. <laughs> it's a cold world. Bloody Imagine hell. Not, not having a car and you're still paying for it. You probably have to go and find another way to travel, but you still have to pay for the full that's amount. That's so peak. Imagine, um, imagine paying for a car... That you don't have. Yeah. Like, it's mental. Yes. And it's... Bit tight for Where? So man, car's got signed over in that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, really. I'm about to delete that. Beat that shit out. <laughs> delete all that shit. Hey, but um. <laughs> oh I my laugh. gosh. Oh, okay. Where? I have to delete that. Actually, I'm about to delete that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to delete that. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. The listeners think I'm bad here, but yeah, we are a bit bad. Anyway, but let's yeah, move so. on swiftly, okay? There's PCP, yeah, which is personal personal contract purchase, yeah. which is fairly similar to HP, but um, which is higher purchase, but the monthly payments are actually lower. Why are you dancing? Why not? There's actually no basic. The spirit of the Lord is within me. <laughs> okay. Right, I'm dancing to his joyous tune, bruv. <laughs> You're actually a bad person. Um, <laughs> but uh, the okay, so as I was saying, the monthly payments um, for P 
PCP, which is per- personal mm. contract purchase, is is in fact lower than a higher purchase. Yes, you get a loan for because you get a loan for the difference between the price of the car brand new. So let's say the price of the car brand new is 40 k, and then the predicted value of the car in the loan. So let's say the predicted value and the, the predicted value at the end of the loan is twenty eight k. You get a loan for the different. You get a loan for the difference, the difference between forty yeah. and twenty eight. So the um so you you can trade in a, you could trade in at the end of the agreement you could trade in the car start start a new one with a different car you can give it back and pay nada or you could pay a massive balloon payment and keep the car yeah so like some advantages I can run through are that the lump the monthly payments are lower so that's more affordable in terms of your cash flow so now you have more cash to play around with um you have a low deposit again roughly around you could get them for like ten percent and stuff like that flexible terms between twelve and forty eight months. And also, you can you ha- you can change what you what you want to do. Like mm. you you can you have a choice. You can keep the car, you can flip it for a new one, or you can just keep it sliding. So, what what do you think about um? Oh, let me. Oh yeah, and the cons. Sorry, if you exceed mileage, which um Ed alluded to earlier, you can incur charges. Yeah. If there's excessive wear and tear and damage, again, that can incur charges because well, if they course. take it back, they still need to sell it. Um. The total amount you can that you're paying across the length of the agreement can often be higher than um, HP. Yeah. And to keep it, you're gonna have to pay a balloon payment, which could be something wild. So. Yeah, if it's a car that doesn't depreciate much, or sorry, um, would it be the other way around? Yeah, could they give you the loan for the, the the value between the two? Yes. If it doesn't depreciate much then your balloon payment at the end could be quite large to keep the car because the car is ultimately worth more. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think the biggest, the biggest, draw, the biggest pro to that is the fact that you can choose to do what you want at the end. Like, yes. You never know. In in the time that you had the car, something might have happened, or there may be some sort of emotional attachment to it. Like I don't know, somebody that you associated with past. You know that anything. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's just any sort of reason why you might say, actually, you know, what, I really want to keep this car, and then you have the option. Um, so yeah, I think that's the biggest one. But other than that, it's pretty much the same as, well, we'll go into the next one and you will see the similarities between that and PC. And you're still affected by depreciation because obviously it's a car, as we as we mentioned. Yeah. So with ownership, with HP and with PCP, depreciation still makes a difference. So yeah. for those people, for those, oh, I learned this depreciation where I want to throw it around merchants. Like it still affects um, these various options. Yeah, and I think also before you actually take out a PCP as well. So when you're applying for it, they do ask you questions like, all right, fine, roughly how many miles a year do you think you're going to do yes or so on and so forth because by doing that then they can calculate roughly that gives them a better idea of how the car the, will the value will, will depreciate so my recommendation to you is to tell the truth when you're doing those things because sometimes people might try and fudge the figures saying oh rah but if I say that I'm going to do less mileage that means so it'll be on, cheaper for me it'll be cheaper for me or I might feel the, the balloon payment at the end is going to be less but they will know because once you go over it now the fees that you're going to have to pay on top of it is going to it's, it's, it's going to be mad so be honest in that in when you're doing that application probably is the best thing I could say okay cool and um, we've also got PCH um, personal contracts hire which is basically yeah. lease um, so the difference is that you pay monthly for the car but this it also includes servicing and maintenance which is pretty handy yeah the car never belongs to you the baby's not yours yeah and in terms of monthly costs, PC, um, PCH, which is leasing, is in fact also higher than personal contract um, purchase as well as HP. So that's probably the highest in terms of monthly payments out mm. of the ones we've selected so far. In terms of like the pros and cons, the the drawbacks and the pluses, 
an advantage is that you're motoring at a fixed cost. You know, like, okay, cool. This car is costing me X amount mm. for a Y duration, a Y amount of time. It, so, which is quite good for your budgeting and your forecasting if you're someone who's organised financially like that. Just need to think about fuel costs, that's it. Yeah, basically, yeah, fuel costs. It includes service and the maintenance, which is good in case, so it helps keep your car in decent condition. Depreciation isn't a factor because you're never trying to own the car mm-hmm. at all. Um, and the terms are quite flexible. It could be from 12 to 36 months. The drawbacks is that the higher, there's higher monthly costs, which is going to affect your cash flow. So you've got to work out, rah, like I'm going to pay X amount. How much is, does this uh, impact my salaries? I mean, impact my um, income. So let's say it's, I don't know, 600 pounds a month. You've got to work out how much, how that affects you on a monthly basis. Yeah. Deposits are usually um, one financial quarter. So um, the first three months of hiring, Mm-hmm. So that could be a quite hefty deposit, depending on how your money's set up. Um, if you exceed mileage, there's extra yeah. costs. Yep, same thing. And you never own. So what's in terms of your personal thoughts, obviously we're not giving and nobody no advice in terms of like what to do and that because we're not going to be liable. Yeah. What's your personal opinion on um, leasing? Because um, there's a lot of factors like sometimes you look at the cars that you actually want to lease Mm -hmm. certain cars depreciate faster than others Um, a very a very very uh, basic example something like BMW versus Mercedes although now it's not as bad like the older ones BMW used to depreciate so much faster you could take a BM like a 3 series and compare it to like a a C class that was of the same year and there would be a huge difference Mm -hmm. because they just depreciated a lot quicker so stuff like that, sometimes when you're leasing them, you halfway through the lease might think, well, I'm being bumped because you're, you're still paying the same amount, but the car's probably depreciated a lot more. Yeah. Um, there are also things like certain companies bring out cars or facelift versions or new version of the car every year. So you might have a lease that's three years. So by the end of your lease, you're thinking, well, I've got like, you know, I'm a couple shapes behind. Mm. Um, but... It, it turns out to be a pro as well because you can then just go and a trade it in and yeah. re-up and change your contract and get a new one. And I'm not sure whether you can... I, I need to double-check. I'll double-check and get back, but whether you can um, stop in between your your mm. your lease. Uh, yeah, so I think they may charge you. So, for example, if I say I had this car for 16 months mm-hmm. and decided I'd have bought out a new one, I wanted to change it, I think you can pay, there would be a fine of some sort. Of course. To cancel the contract and then take out a new one. Okay. Um, but yeah, I personally do like leasing. Um, I yeah. would say simply because I, you know how I am. I yeah. get bored of my car. So I'll be driving a car. Eventually I'm like, wow, they bought a new one. I want the new version. Yeah, and you, are, you and Keith are proper in deep with the cars. Yeah, so. so if that's the case for me, that works out better because I can just calculate and one with all my costs that go out. If I'm paying a set amount, I don't need to worry about servicing and, and MOT and all of these things because it's one also brand new. You don't yes. have the MOT. Um, it's peace of mind. Everything's under warranty. If something goes wrong, you kind of say, yo, listen, it's like renting the house, basically. Yeah. Your landlord takes care of everything else. You're just putting money Yeah, the amount of times I've had to say, oh, landlords, like, rude, but like, if, if I start paying rent, you'll you will start calling me mad. <laughs> but, yeah, obviously, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll yeah. just slap a hefty CCJ yeah, yeah, on your on your yeah, credit yeah, file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all over Jackie. And then an Oyster card might even be tense. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, leasing for me, I think right now, and I think it's becoming quite rapidly one of the most popular ways of, of course. getting cards. Um, businesses have been doing it for a long time I think also now uh, people are thinking well actually you know what 
People even getting leases via their work as well. Yeah, so the companies do offers uh, certain, depending on where your company is, check their benefit packages also. Because sometimes yes, of they might have like little deals where there's a slight percentage difference on. Yeah, so I think you might um, get, a, get a range through his company. Yeah, yeah, so same thing when I was at, actually I don't even want to say the company, but when I was mm-hmm. at. Um, company at, X. At Company X down in Liverpool Street, they had something similar mm. uh, whereby we had deals with Audi. Oh, okay. So if I wanted something from Audi, they could have got me basically on the business rate. Oh, it's kind of yeah. It's kind so, of store. It was it was tempting. It was very tempting. By the time I was an idiot and I wasn't feeling Audi, I was like, no, nah, I want a BMW. Oh, bro, you anyway. got a nice A7 cars, but A7s are mad pizza. Uh, they're not. But anyway, got certain loading because. All right, <laughs> I said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Say nothing. But, so um, okay, cool. What else can we cover? Um, I wish I should have taken questions to ask people. Um, to you know, answer. But um, yeah, you we've got like you've got so many different options there. Yeah. So I think one of the most important things I'll say when you're looking to get a car, and this is not like I'm not giving you. I'll say do your Googles. Like it's so important to do your Googles. Like look at every single option. Op- maybe mm-hmm. open up a young Excel spreadsheet. Work out how much it's gonna cost you on a yeah. monthly basis. If you're a contractor, you got work. You got to think about that. Like I'm a contractor at the moment. I- I'm not sure if me going out to get a car might be the best thing because if they pan my contract next week, then yeah, things like but obviously, that. if you've got a stable um, job, then you know, then you can okay, cool, across X amount of time, I can afford this amount monthly. So, there's something to think about. Yeah, there are little and there's little things as well. So, for example, I think we were talking about it the other day. If you're some people do take out these business, they've started to clamp down before you could be like, all right, I'm taking out a business lease under my business. Oh, yeah, you should be able to do that. You're get lower rates and all of those things that you can do. Um, also, I think now I, I believe there's a rule saying that if it's over two liters, you can't really expense it against your business. Oh, swear down! Or something along those lines, yeah. Because otherwise, if I'm if I it's not it's not viable. Because if I'm a business and I wanted to go and get a five liter Range Rover, <laughs> somebody's sitting there thinking, but why? <laughs> that that's actually yeah, the question. True. But why? It's like yeah, but why? You're spending that much on 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 fuel and and this much on a car. You don't actually need it. If it's just for business purposes. Yeah, true. Um, so there's little things like that that you probably need to look into as well. And I guess another thing is probably leaks into another pod when we sp- about credit mm. and actually taking steps to ensure that your credit is, is, high, is healthy. Um, yeah. Because just having the difference between very good credit and medium credit and the interest rates that they put on some of these finance deals, it's, it's especially high, higher purchase, it doesn't, it sometimes can make it it doesn't make it worth it anymore mm. because you're paying so much. Like I said, you're paying 40 bags for a car that's, that's, <laughs> worth, that's worth six. <laughs> like, those Wonga percentages. Wonga finances. Yeah, no, it's all tense. Like, so, Man's few, paying eight bags a oh, month on, on the one series. On the one series. It's mad. Listen. A bag a month on a, on a Corsa. Like, you don't, you don't want that. Over so you, really have to, you have to hand me over your car. <laughs> That's headache. If you come to take that car, yeah, oh, get the strap. <laughs> get, the, get the strap instantly. Yeah, 12. Um, but um, yeah, also, before we um, close this podcast, um, I want to address like some negative connotations culturally. Um, yeah. Because I see culturally, especially in African and Caribbean households, there's this kind of, uh, maybe it's, it comes from like our parents and our grandparents where mm. we're like really like anti-credit, anti-loan, anti-debt. Like debt is not a bad thing if you know how to manage the services. Control like, debt. Yeah, like some of the richest people in the world have hella debt, but is serviceable. There's there's also good debt. There's also bad debt. Mm-hmm. But the fact that 
the conversation we alluded to earlier that people look up down upon financing so if that's a sign of poverty we really need to get into the real world as I said yeah. at the top of the podcast it does the new cars especially and I always see like I tend to see like these young 20, 20 25 year old ladies just talking jazz it's before like, life hits them like the, the, the cars that you that you're attracted to my man like you know, when my man pulls up in that 60, 17 plate range and all of a sudden he went from a butter's you to oh, there's, oh, there's something, there's something there's about something, him oh, oh, it's just his aura he's just the way he carries himself it's his yeah. AP it's his, his AP exactly <laughs> his AP range yeah like just understand that 9 out of 10 of the people of those people did not buy that outright because really and truly why, if you have the let's say if you have 60 grand worth of capital like 60 grand hard cash mm. why would you put that in why would you drop that into something that's going to depreciate where, you can, where, you, where obviously you're, if you still get the cost it's going to depreciate but you can manage it and manage your cash flow and then use let's say instead of you putting 50k down on a brand new car you could put let's say 5k and then you're paying the rest of it monthly and other 45k you could use to do something else maybe make money save whatever you RIP to my phone. You could do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So I should start to understand that. And also, regarding the what situation, what we don't understand is that, let's say, for example, because I've been looking at watches recently, innit? I wanted to get one. Um, I'll probably maybe do it for my birthday or something. And I could buy, I could, the watches I want, I could afford to buy outright. But I might but just get in. Um, I might just pay, like, let's say, uh, quite a large deposit and finance it because you can have zero interest finance mm. like a lot of these watch um watches i'm sure other other um goods and services you could pay like a zero percent finance rate so let's say the watch is 10 grand i drop down four yeah and then pay the rest pay the rest six in 12 two months or 24 months on zero percent finance it makes especially it, on it's just, it's just, it's just it's, basic it's intelligence it's a no-brainer it's basic intelligence like some people and it's the same type of people yeah and it's the same demographic for people who look down upon people who use like vouchers for like food and stuff you're eating the same food but but for cheaper what it's it's not like I understand if they're giving you like the rebore steak like they will put in the fryer they fry the fryer to a second sit you in a different part of the restaurant yeah you're in a different part you're like in a dungeon like Like, those are the broke people over (laughs) there but nah man they they give they give you plastic cutlery (laughs) you have to go up and pick up your own food from the the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) you have to go cook it yourself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, the meat's in the back yeah there, there's the cooker mate you have to wash your own plates like oh, no man. like you're having the same experience but at a discount at a discount like, price yeah. like come on please let's not let's let's use let's use common sense let's not allow these narratives that have gone on for generation to generation to finesse you out of living within your means and living smart why yeah. would you why would you get a, that's like saying it's dumb to use your friend's discount let's say your friend works at Selfridges but you gotta pay full price like and you're, and you're, yeah. and you're dissing your friend for oh look at you you bum ass bitch the like you're paying is, full you know, price even, even those that's even getting a discount the thing I don't understand about the financing and stuff is that I'm paying for the full amount of the car I'm not getting any sort of cheaper in fact I'm paying even I'm paying more, more sometimes because I'm paying interest I'm paying interest in things it's oh, it, God it, damn. it a lot of it is 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 very negative and because somebody will go and now decide all right raw i've got to buy this in cash and you're going to go and put a massive outlay on a car and now you're eating indomie for like the next three weeks because or three weeks care in fact if you're buying a car <laughs> you indomie for the for the duration <laughs> of the next year but it's like 
<laughs> Might as well have a Indomie and Turkey, a, you know, a Turkey slice as well. This is it. And then combined with, combined with the pressure of saying the car has to be brand new, because then let your car be 10 years old and they'll still be brushing you. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, you, can't, you, can't, you can't, like, uh, certain men are, certain men are um, doing dashboard snaps, yeah, but these times the BM is 05. Bruv, these girls are cheap. Bruv, don't let, don't listen to, bruv. bruv these, don't, listen, don't let these girls finish you, bruv. So, like, when you got that, and it's, it's <laughs> I'm going to go into showroom and put money flat on a, like, cash on a car that's the moment I've left that showroom has now lost five grand already I've already taken an L to come and then, to come and toast his chewing gum base you know, this is it and then you know little girls, things bro. like you, like we mentioned the other ones of all the other the other options they do stuff like maintenance servicing mm. oh when I changed my tyres on my last car they were eight hundred pounds. Oh yeah, I remember your head was tires. hot. Head was hot. Your head was like, hot. And that's tires. That okay, these places don't tend to use. They don't tend to look after tires. Mm. But tires are your responsibility. But the fact that those are my tires. But when something in the engine goes, like a light on my dashboard comes it on, or suddenly my gearbox starts acting up somehow, that's me that has to pay it if I bought it cash. So not only is my car depreciating, depreciating all of the costs associated to the car are now completely and utterly mine. There's no one for me to look at other than myself. Mm. So the cost over time, you think, okay, cool. This this is, it doesn't make sense. And that's the thing with many other things. What's the point in going to put a huge bunch of money in something that um, is going to lose value and it's also going to cost me as well? I might as well just pay it on a monthly basis so that when I finally decide that actually this isn't affordable for me anymore, because it does happen, mm. If it's not affordable for me anymore, then I can ditch it. Or, or even if even if you do want to buy it, you're just it's just cash flow things like mm. your your stack is now not not as low. You could do other things whether you want to invest, whether you want to buy it's flexibility. You, yeah, it just it it's just enables you flexibility. You want you. I mean, we both worked in finance, so mm. you're more in systems now. But we've we've seen how these big multi million sometimes multi-billion corporations operate. It's all cash flow. It's cash flow. It's all cash flow. Like they would, there's certain costs they will try and not pay. They will delay, delay. Until, until basically red letter, until it's like, look, we need payment until they now. Get, until their credit control department's chasing you. Bruv, like Long some, some of the FDs I know, bruv, they will not pay, they don't want to pay for nothing, bro. Exactly. And these are companies with, with just money coming out their noses. So it's, it's, it's a no brainer. If you have money, because, Especially like with with us civilians, mm. we work and probably get paid on a monthly basis. Yes. So you tend to do your budgeting not on a yearly basis, but on maybe a on a monthly basis. So why, if I can increase the cash flow that I have every month, and I know that okay, fine, I need to. This is how much I need to spend between my two paydays. Mm. I would rather do something on a monthly basis because it helps with budgeting. I think that was one of the first points that you made earlier on. Yes. It could be anything. It doesn't mean that we can't save up the money and go and buy it outright or do anything. But why do it when you can just pay it monthly? You can have it now and you can budget for it and it's not going to eat a hole out of your pocket. It's just a sensible thing to do. I know, and it's people who don't even have anyway. And that's with everything. Watches, cars, furniture, kitchen. Like you're going to eventually get there where you're going to, yeah. Unless unless you're buying your things with the proceeds of crime, at which point we might use the cash. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise it can get a bit sticky. But other than that, like build your credit up and just let somebody go and get what you want and just buy it, pay for it monthly. Or, do, you know, pay. but there's sometimes when I, the thing that I do on ASOS, yeah, like I can go shopping on ASOS and because I hate doing returns and stuff anyway um, and waiting for stuff to be checked back into my bank. They, I think that ASOS is called Klarna mm. where you can go, you buy your bits and pieces 
And then they basically, in essence, it's almost like a very basic finance where they'll say, all right, fine, here's the clothes. It gets paid for in a month's time at the invoice. So in that period of time, if I try things on, I don't like them, I can send them back mm. and then just calculate all of that and then give you a final invoice later on. It's mm. kind of like buy now, pay later. But mm. it's also a form of finance. Mm. Things like that is just because of it's cash flow. Why do I want to go and spend 300 pounds in my head? I'm like, okay, only about 100 or 150 pounds of this, I'm certain that I want the other. I don't know. Then I've got to start waiting for days for them to put money back and yeah. all of this, yada, yada, when the money's just there. Mm. And I only pay for what I need. Mm. So that's the kind of mentality I think more people need to, to adapt. And when you do that and then just give yourself that financial freedom and flexibility in a month. Yeah, like obviously is, some is, people, is, like they have better. the money, the capital, where they just want to, they just want to own a car. Owning a car is, there, is for them. Mm. So yeah, it's just, it's just, my thing is like, I don't thought any option is stupid. I, I, some options maybe I might seem some options are better, but I'm looking at it from the prism of my life. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, I just, I really would love our society to stop pocket watching and just understand, just explore the options. That's what this podcast is about. We've mm. given you about four or five different options in terms of how you can get them to have a car. So you just look into them research. There's so many resources. There's podcasts, there's YouTube videos. There's so many different articles online where then you can kind of come to the decision of what benefits you and what's more financially viable for you. Yep. And also just stop listening to advice from financial advice and people who, who are not self-made clear. They just like, even me, like I'm a regular degular, like I will listen to financial advice from me, but let alone some, any, any person, any person. Like, no way. Like unless this person is a self-made flipping boss, then I'm not trying to hear him from nobody. So, or somebody who's actually well-trained in that field. You see what I'm saying? So you've got people like um, Refined Currency, they're well-trained in personal advice. So I'll listen to people like that. But not just at Olua Wife Me, underscore 91 so London to Dubai. Not listen to them bums there. You don't know. Anyway, but yeah. DJ Notchi, thanks for having me on the podcast. Thanks, thanks for having for you me on my podcast. Nice. On my, on your, yeah, you're, you already knew, bro. The moment I came on, it's my podcast now, fam. If I just smash this out <laughs> in your face. But so, yeah. yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming on this. Being anyway, so good. more about yourself. You're a member of a podcast. Yes. Um, which is called Tea and Touchdowns. Tea and Touchdowns. So time to plug the life out of it. Yeah, I don't ever plug it on my the, podcast. Something no, like you're a pagan, you know. These I, times you, you... Okay, no. We'll talk about that, man. It's getting fired. <laughs> but yeah. It's I'm on sabbatical. On sabbatical. All right, cool. We'll let that fly. But yeah, it's the UK take on the American game, American football, if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, we're just trying to build up the following here because I think it's slowly growing in the UK now. Um, but a lot of people don't know where to get information on it. Some people want to watch it, they don't know the rules. Um, some people watch it, but they don't know where to follow the news. And yeah, so we're trying to bring all of those people together into a nice, simple podcast where we explain the rules of the game. And it's a very funny podcast. It's a funny, it's a funny we're always getting onto each other. Um, and yeah, just discussing all the news and keeping you up to date. So like, if you don't get to see the games, because I know some of the games come on really late, we try and discuss the key games. We try yeah. to discuss a lot of them. and But yeah, we try and mainly discuss the key games. So you can come in and listen. And uh, where can we find T and Touchdowns? Um, well, we've got Twitter, which is at T and TDS. So T-E-A-A-N-D-T-D-S, TNTDs. And that's going to be the same on Instagram, which we don't really use much, but we will be using it. In the new season. Um, SoundCloud, iTunes. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll put all the links to... So yeah, we've got all of that on Do there. Do you want people to follow you on Twitter? Yeah, feel free. Um, it's at Phantasma Will, obviously, because me and Kayla Will got married and that. 
But part of I'm actually going to her account. Part of the arrangement was that I had to take a second name. So <laughs> here we are. She's one of the few that you can actually take a second name. I'm actually going to report her account. Because it's, it's, it's actually oppression, bro. It's I don't understand. I understand that I'm going to report her account. But, so, yeah. Actually, I might need to delete this part. Because of it, but. Anyway. It's a little, <laughs> little bit sticky now, <laughs> player. But, um, um, but, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, my dog, Ed, thanks for having you cheers, on. Cheers, man. It's been a pleasure. Do one in um on a holiday. We might do. Yeah, one. it's true. We're away. We're away. We're gonna be doing BMF. Haha. <laughs> about, about to ignore all the financial advice we give people and come back broke. <laughs> yeah, real talk. Hey, real listen. Talk. Anyone want to buy me some Indomie for July? I'm here. <laughs> real talk. Real talk. Indomie. <laughs> donate food. Like real talk. By the way. So yeah. Please um like on SoundCloud and share on your SoundCloud even to, and tell your friends. You can follow me on SoundCloud. Um, this you know makes a search that the link will be in either bio of whatever Make sure. platform you're looking at. Um, also on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. I've had almost 300 reviews, most of them glowing. So please keep that up. Preferably five stars like Birdman. Don't be a pagan, but if you generally don't think it's good, please say so. It's good for our constructive criticism. Yeah. That's keeping your head. But anyway, um, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Dysonomics. Also on Instagram, just like my pictures. Give me a young ego boost. On Twitter, Dysonomics, but spot D1 Synomics. And yeah, that's it. I'll be back potentially next week if I can sort out some technical difficulties. I'm going to be away. But if not, it's what it is. I'll yeah, try sure. Anyway, peace. Podcast Network.